0: Welcome to Jess Williamson, the podcast, where we build businesses for life. Welcome back to part two of the Iconic Leadership Series. I have to tell you, I have loved hearing all of your thoughts and takeaways so far. And I wanted to actually share a couple of posts and DMs that I received that honestly made my day. So Cassie said from the first episode, it was so, so good. I've never heard anyone break down the difference between personal branding and next level leadership so clearly. And this one made me so bloody happy because I am like yes to the icon era. (laughs) You get it. You got the brief, right? And then Vanessa shared that if you do one thing today, listen to this podcast, it'll leave you feeling fired up and inspired. It gave me chills. I cannot tell you how much this made me smile because. That is my purpose. That is why I'm here recording these for you. So, if you have enjoyed this episode or any other episode, please do share it to your social media and tag me at Jess.wilkinson8. It honestly makes my day every single time you share the podcast, but even deeper than that, I know that when you guys are sharing it, it is sharing it with other people who needed to hear it today. So, let's dive into today's Episode. I want to ask you, have you ever wondered what it takes to truly be recognized as the leader you are? Like, you have all of this knowledge, all of this wisdom, all of this expertise, and you're so ready to be seen in a bigger way. But sometimes it's like, why don't you see me? Like, hello, I'm over here. Why don't other people see it? You know how much power, how much impact. You have to share with this world. But sometimes we can get that sense of overwhelm when it feels like we're not being recognized for that or not being seen in a big way. And then, therefore, we're not able to make as big of an impact as we want, right? And I see the number one reason for this is probably because you're not 100% clear on exactly who you are what you want to be known for, and what parts to actually show online. And when you're not clear on this, it becomes very difficult to actually stand out and be memorable. So I want to break this down on how we actually do this. I'm covering a ton of practical strategies on unlocking your iconic leadership in today's episode. So I'm going to share with you how to truly tap into your uniqueness, how to craft that powerful message that people can actually get behind and really becoming that in-demand go-to leader. And I'm going to break this down in 3 super easy to follow steps so that you can take this and implement it right away and step into that iconic leadership. Honestly, this episode alone will start to change everything in your world and how you show up. So let's waste no more time. Let's dive right in. So first things first, let's talk about unlocking your uniqueness, because the only way to stand out is by being unique. But so often people have a preconceived idea on what unique is. And sometimes we even think, oh, I'm a bit boring, right? And this was me and my experience. I decided that unique meant I needed to be loud. I needed to be the woo hype girl. And that just wasn't me. Like I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to hype you up, but I don't need to be that person, right? Maybe you have an idea of being unique Being like wearing a wacky carrot costume or like wearing super bold colors. This was what came to mind for me anyway, when I used to think of unique, standing out, doing things differently, going against the grain. But I want you to throw out all of your preconceived ideas on what uniqueness actually looks like, because we want to tap into what actually makes you you. And quite often... They're going to be the things that you think are so boring about yourself, but they are the things that make you you and that other people actually don't find boring at all. And it was once I dug deep to truly connect with who I am, that things began to shift. I stopped trying to be the loud woo hype girl and stepped into owning everything that makes me me, my quiet confidence. My ability to listen, my ability to see people so deeply, my love for the beach, my love for travel. And none of it has to make any necessary sense. But once I started to own these things, I felt more unshakable in my confidence. And I no longer question, like, who am I meant to be? Who do I need to be for this level of leadership or to be on stages or to be any sort of mold? And results started flowing through as a result. Like clients started saying, I don't know what you're doing, Jess, but I just need to work with you. (laughs) And my community grew and my sales grew and everything just flowed through. It allowed me to have more fun, more play because I was no longer pushing. I was just being. And there is a big, big difference between trying to craft a brand or trying to be seen as that iconic leader versus just being. It's a whole different frequency. And once I stepped into my uniqueness and owning all of these parts of me, I began to stand out for all of the right reasons. So I want to share the three things that really helped me unlock this. So number one is first, we actually need to decondition and stop looking for the answers externally. So what that looked like for me, I started to silence the noise. I muted accounts that were doing similar things to me. I stopped aimlessly scrolling social media consuming for inspiration that. I didn't necessarily need, and I just came back to trusting that I didn't need to consume any more because it was just simply adding to the overwhelm and confusion. And I needed to just tap back into my own journey and my own expertise, because sometimes when you're consuming so much external information and inspiration and words and things, it actually stores it away in your subconscious. So as much as then you think you're coming up with a original idea or an original message or opinion, It's the combination of all the things you've consumed. So, what I started to do was tap back into listening to myself. It looked like giving myself space in my days to actually hear my own voice coming through. And so, I want to add to this you don't need to silence the noise forever because we are lifelong learners, and consuming and learning and tapping into other people's wisdom is actually the quickest way that we can grow. But there might be a period of time where you need to decondition and start to hear your own voice again. So you'll wanna do this first, otherwise it's just gonna feel like a big old mesh of everyone else's voices when we step into step number two, which is I came back to the truest version of me. And I know this sounds damn simple, but it is often the hardest thing to do. It's like, who the heck am I? I don't know, like if, if you ask yourself that, It's like, where do I even start? I don't know. There's parts of me that I don't personally know because they're in my subconscious. There's parts of me that I am conscious of, but that's a result of me consciously bringing them to awareness or other people sharing that with me. So sometimes, no matter how many times you ask yourself, who am I? What makes me unique? It can be hard to see. And so the way that I do my self-discovery and how I've really unearthed a ton of this is I combine introspection. So reflecting on my own, I combine it with mentorship. And one of the best things I've always tapped into with my mentors is true reflections. They're able to know me and see me on a deeper level and reflect to me some of my biggest superpowers. And things that I didn't even realize about myself. And I honestly love doing this with my clients so damn much. Because it is like the most mind-blowing moment when you're like, oh, it makes so much sense. But now I can put words to it. Now I can actually put that in my messaging. I can now be consciously embodying that part of me as well. So get someone who you trust, who can really reflect those things to you. But at the same time, when you're doing your own reflections, what you can start to look at is look at your past, look at your journey for clues or themes, maybe start to ask yourself, what am I good at that maybe doesn't come as naturally to other people and what makes you, you? We really want to unlock these superpowers and bring them to your conscious awareness so that you can start to ingrain it in the way that you show up in the biggest way and start to stand out for all of the right reasons, because it is truly who you are. Now, I have an example on how this played out for me, and I'm doing this all of the damn time. We don't do this once. We're like, right. I have the exact playbook. This is exactly who I am. I don't go outside of this because we're always growing. We're always evolving and always learning. But recently I did this and it was my 30th birthday. And I thought I want to do a fun promo or some sort of marketing campaign around this. And the obvious thing comes to mind, like, okay, 30% off for my 30th birthday, but like, that just feels boring. And it's not, that fun or interactive. So I started to think about what makes me me and particularly in relation to birthdays or just having fun. And I remembered as a kid I organized every single one of my birthdays from a young age. I am like the child prodigy event planner, right? <laughs> and I used to theme it. I would bake the cake, I would make the piñata, I would do everything. We had games, I remember I had a army themed birthday party one year and I bought everyone army camo outfits to wear. I got my cousin who worked as a beauty rep at the time to donate me some beauty facial kind of samples and I made ration packs for everybody. I even organized like a major tug of war. I don't know where I got that rope from, but everything was organized and themed to the max. And this was before people went overboard with kids' parties, right? Now it's kind of the norm, but imagine your kid organising that level of party. That was me. So now you get a pretty good idea of what kind of child I was. (laughs) But anyway, I thought, how fun would it be if I organise a kid's party? Everyone's invited, but it was so fun. I had games like Find the Barbie on my website and... The amount of people that DM'd me saying, oh my gosh, this was so fun. Just playing all of the different games. I had a different game each day and I had tons of fun. Everyone else had fun. The other benefit was sales were flowing in while I was on holiday. It didn't feel like I was selling. How much more memorable is a whole damn kids party versus, hey, 30% off for my 30th birthday? (laughs) Like it's going to be memorable. Maybe you're listening to this right now. And you're like, of course, I remember that. And that was fun. The other reason why this was so successful and worked so well, it was very me. And yes, other people may have similar experiences through their childhood, which A, they can then connect with me over, or B, they now get to know me better. And the other reason that this worked so well and how this really plays the biggest part in iconic leadership, a I did something that was different. I did something that was very me. And thirdly, it inspired others. I had so many clients or just people online who saw it and felt inspired to do their own versions and make their own kind of promo or fun way of marketing, but make it theirs. This is the definition of iconic leadership. When we lead ourselves first, other people then can reap the benefits as well. And this is where we get to make a bigger and deeper impact, but have a hell of a lot of fun along the way. So number two was being unique. So number three is building out your legacy message and impact. This is going to underlie everything you do because people will remember. What do you want them to remember? So if you're not clear on what impact and legacy you want to leave on the world, neither are your audience. And so that's why sometimes it can feel like I know what I'm capable of. I'm here to leave an impact. I'm here to step into my iconic leadership era. Why can't people see that? Or why don't I have as much visibility as other people? Or, you know, all of these feelings can come through. I can guarantee the number one reason is because you're not clear. So how can your audience be clear on that? When you have one core message that you are known for, it's going to allow people to identify you as the go-to for these certain opportunities, for the speaking events, to hire you. And you're going to be more memorable because they know what you're about. But what I want to add to this is, You may be thinking, okay, Jess, one message, but I don't want to niche. I've been told to niche too much, but I'm multifaceted. I cannot fit in a box. And I want to say I'm here for that because that is me. The unique combination of everything that you do, that everything you're passionate about is what makes you, you, but trying to communicate that all at once is confusing your audience. It's overwhelming them with too many bits of information and people cannot remember that. I struggled with this for a long time as well because we hear the stories. You have to choose a niche. I only serve creative businesses. So choose a niche or you only serve service based businesses. And I was like, I'm not down for this. I'm not down for this messaging. Like I have fun doing all of the things and actually all of the things is what makes me me. So as a business coach, I teach on sales strategy, mindset, business growth, marketing, pricing. I do speaking events, brand deals. There's a lot there, right? But chances are you won't even remember what I just said. And it was literally two seconds ago. (laughs) So to truly stand out, we need to actually simplify your message. This is when your community can actually then get behind what you do and what you stand for. It's very hard for me to build a community based on, hey, I'm about marketing, business, mindset, strategy, all of the above. I don't even remember what I just said, to be honest. So like, how is my audience going to remember? And what I want to really, really drive home is you do not have to stop doing all of the things, but we just need to bring it together in a core message. This is what is going to make you recognizable and this becomes your legacy. So my main message that underlies everything I do is unlocking fantasy land levels of success because does sales fall under that? Yep. Does mindset play a part in that? Sure does. All of the things I do, even if you look back at all of the podcast episodes I have done, every single one relates to that message somehow, which is unlocking fantasy land levels of success. And this is truly one for me, because when I looked back at my journey, when I looked back at just what makes me me. It is that delusional level of self-belief and playing in fantasy land that has always been my superpower. It just comes so natural to me. Even as a child, I never understood when people said something couldn't be done. I was like, what do you mean? Just watch me. I'm going to show you and it's going to be done. So that makes it truly mine. So the key is not to copy mine or to gain inspiration elsewhere, because I know it's tempting when it feels hard to define. You want to look at all the examples online, right? But what you need to do is dig deep and work out what your thing is and don't beat yourself up if it doesn't happen right away, because I tried to figure this out for a long, long time and I just decided I'm not listening to this niche nonsense anymore. And when it finally clicked, I was like, I figured it out. And it took me a long ass time to figure it out. So hopefully through this podcast it is going to help give you some direction on that. But don't beat yourself up if it doesn't come instantly, because this is something that I help a lot of my clients work through. It's not just something you want to slap together overnight. So another example is... A digital marketing client of mine, she came to me with all of her offerings. She did websites, SEO, social media management, business strategy, VIP days, like digital marketing. If you can think of it, she does it right. And she came to me and said, Jess, I know I need to niche down. I need to cut off all of these services and just choose one. And I said, no, you don't. Because what do you believe Is the best way that you can get your clients the best results. And she said, by having this overarching view on all of the channels. I'm not just a social media person. I'm not just a website person. And all of those things together is what made her her and actually is a major strength. So we worked on an overarching legacy message that firstly was going to be memorable and that positioned her as that leader. So she came up with your CMO. And she's decided that CMO in the technical sense means chief marketing officer. It's like a CEO in a business but for marketing. But she's also decided the play on words for CMO to mean chief magic officer because she had a slogan that said marketing strategy so good you'll think it's magic. So if you want to check her out, her business is called NW Creative, give her a little bit of love over there, but by having this statement, it no longer is just like oh she does a bit of website, she does a bit of that. She like that's confusing af. People can't understand what you're about. By having this one statement, instantly I know she's got expertise and experience by utilizing the play on words with CMO. It also tells me that she is strategic and actually gets mind-blowing results. But thirdly, it allows me to connect with her and her sense of personality, and it feels fun. So you can see by just having like this one legacy statement, how much more powerful it is, how much more memorable it is, how it makes you unique and stand out. It's also going to stand the test of time. There's no more second guessing or changing every second week because you've come back to not just like, what's a fancy statement I can use, but what makes you you what makes you unique? What communicates your legacy message? There is so much that goes under all of this as well. But this is the imprint you are here to leave on the world. We are here to leave a lasting legacy, not just a cute moment that someone consumes on Instagram and then the next second they've forgotten. So start to think about what is your legacy? Like, what do you want to be known for? And what is one message? you want to leave the world with. That is what I call iconic leadership. So you can go through the workbook and actually implement this, start to work through this because very few brands do this well. So you're gonna be a whole step ahead and well on your way to that iconic leadership by just nailing this one thing. But it is a process. We need to decondition, We need to unlock what truly makes us unique. And then we need to communicate it in a powerful way that people can truly understand and get behind. So dive in to the workbook and take all of these learnings and sit with it. Because this work is powerful and I cannot wait to hear yours. Actually, if you feel like sharing them, share it with me or share it on your socials and tag me. So part three drops on Tuesday, and it is going to be all about embracing your unrealistic goals and overcoming that fear of success that can sometimes come when you say, Hey, I'm entering my iconic leadership era.